there you're listening to the mental sweet spot podcast episode eight how to keep the momentum with only one day of practice if you're new to this podcast welcome i'm melanie rushing and i'll be joined shortly by my business partner alicia smith to discuss how to coach the mental game of softball with actionable examples if you've been with us for all the episodes so far you win you're a fellow lifelong learner who will definitely make an impact on your softball players in this episode we discuss how to implement the mental game when your time is limited specifically when you only have one day of practice for the entire week We'll discuss teaching the players how to control the controllables, using time off strategically, celebrating wins and growth, not making excuses but acknowledging the facts of the situation, and implementing the mental game when you only have one day of practice for the whole week. Stick with us to the end to find out how you can learn even more tactics for implementing the mental game and get today's freebie, the Control of Controllables Worksheet. This activity will help your players choose to focus only on the things in their control and let go of the others. Now let's get to the show. Let's get going. Uh, how did the past week go? And talk a little bit about um, in control and how that worked into the practice plans and games. Sure. So it was a really long week. It was definitely our longest week um, so far. So Monday was actually our only practice of the whole entire week. So um, we introduced and talked about in control and practice. Um, in fact, it's even it, the, the week is so long, it's hard for me to even remember Monday very well. But <laughs> I know that we, we definitely started kind of talking about and introducing, you know, in control. So being in control of your emotions, being in control of your focus, being in control of your decisions, um, just kind of made it a little bit bro more broad. We did go through um, your document. Um, we didn't get through the whole thing because there was about eight pages, I think, in the intention. <laughs> was to, you know, a little bit of a time. So um, we at least started talking about that and some of the things that they wrote down just, um, I think on the first two pages were um, kind of game scenarios and things that they could think about um, and maybe how or what they might say to themselves. So it kind of rolled in from that self-talk and mm -hmm. confidence part. So then Tuesday we had um, an away game. It was against a conference opponent that um, it, it, it was challenging in a different way simply because you know, we, we mercyed them, so it was a challenge to keep the focus, right, for mm -hmm. in the, being in control of that when you do have to um, get through those games. You know, we have to play them, and it's, a, it's tough, I think, in a different way to play a game like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, they did a great job. They won both games. And then on Wednesday, we had another away game, which was pretty far away. So it was a good competition. Um, we won the first game. I don't remember the score, but um, the interesting thing that I found or realized after this game was they used three different pitchers and changed pitching four times. So they brought their starting pitcher back in as the fourth pitcher. So what I was really proud of them for is adjusting to each pitcher really, really well. Different speeds, different um, windups, different whatever uh, they brought. They adjusted really, really well and hit very well. They continued their hitting. Um, since last Saturday, I think we talked about how well they hit last Saturday, so they continued hitting really well on Tuesday and hitting really well on Wednesday. And then we started the second game, and it was probably one of the little bit better pitchers that we faced. And the score was tied 2-2 two to two with runners on second and third and one out, and the lightning started and the rain poured. So we unfortunately couldn't finish that game, nor did it count in the game. But it was a close game. They were playing really well, and I was proud of them. So on Thursday, we had made the decision that given the upcoming Friday games and Saturday turn uh, three games. So we had five games after that. We decided the best thing for them was just to take a break. We took the coaches took a break. The players took a break. They got a chance to kind of rest their bodies. They haven't had a day off really 
during the week since we have started with the exception of Sundays, of course. So they haven't had a, a week or a, a break at all. Um, we also had our uh, annual pink game on Friday, which is a fundraiser that we do at Madelon. So we knew that there was a lot of other things the coaches and, and parents needed to do to get ready for that game mm -hmm. and that big event. So um, it was definitely the best thing for them. In fact, one of my kids said they cried when they opened up the text Thursday morning <laughs> to see that they had a great day off. So they were that excited and happy. That's amazing. Um, it was kind of cute. But I think their, their minds and bodies really just need a rest. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they came out set Friday just really refreshed and um, played off. I mean, Friday, I think, is the first time they've put everything together. Mm -hmm. And it was like a totally different team. And, you know, the vision that you have as coaches started to come together. They were hitting well. They were communicating. They were having fun. They were focused, um, adjusted to the pitching from game to game really well. Um, and just they just had a hit parade and scored a lot of runs as well. So. Um, on a side note, we raised over two thousand dollars for the uh, from the cancer game. So that yes, was really that was awesome. Oh. Um, but I think just you know, I try to remind them before the game that sometimes you know there are bigger things and better or not better, but bigger things you know in life than just mm -hmm. softball. So I think it's a good reminder. We had several people do like a first pitch. Um, cancer survivors, current family members of players who have either survived cancer or are currently going through cancer, as well as the family of the person who is um, the scholarship kind of that we're raising money for is in Memorial Month. So I thought that was kind of just a good take a step back. You know, sometimes it's bigger than softball, bigger picture, right? So, um, but that was definitely just it, everything came together that day for sure. And we've been building towards that. So I think I try to remind them that only eight days ago, we were sitting in the same location, and you guys were pissed and embarrassed and upset because you got your butt kicked. Mm -hmm. So now um, it's eight days later, and what's the difference in their feeling, right? But I try to point out all those very positive things. They focused. They were having fun. They were um, they were doing all the things that the coaches have been asking them to do, right? We have a very big staff. Uh, hitting, pitching, outfield, and we have all different kind of specialties on our team, and they've really kind of listened, right, and and really made those adjustments. Our hitting has been really kind of focused on doing your job when you have runners in scoring position, hitting hard ground balls. Um, and my hitting coach's philosophy is, if you, hit, if you really work to hit a hard ground ball and you miss, you hit a line drive, mm -hmm. right? So we, we did not have very many pop-ups, and that's one of the things we've been avoiding. We got all of our sacrifice bunts down. We just did everything really really well um but you could just feel it you could feel that energy and that that love of the game and, and they're having fun and that is that feeling as a coach is is kind of where you really want to be right okay. so um they had kind of a late night though so you know at least we were home and they got to get home um probably you know by 8 30 9 o'clock i told them to ice shower and go to bed because they had to get up at six o'clock the next morning drive two hours for around around the morning Detroit area so um they won't admit they were tired because we don't allow excuses and i don't i don't want to use that as an excuse but i think they were just tired yesterday and they tried um but the focus and everything just wasn't the same mm -hmm. you know we did win the first game probably against I would say the best pitcher that we faced all year, 2-0. Um, so all of a sudden, the hitting wasn't – I told him hitting like that isn't sustainable. You're not going to continually hit 10, 12 hits a game. You're not going to score 10, 15 runs a game consistently all the time. Um, and even though the pitching that we did face this week was good, 
um, you could tell their level of focus had dropped just enough where the pop-ups started coming back. Um, the oopses on the throws, uh, the miscommunication, and that is just, we kind of, as coaches, we got on a little bit, but not too much because we, as coaches, were tired. I was very tired yesterday, so I know if I'm tired, I know they're really tired, and we just kind of chalked it up to, it's been a really long week, there's been a lot of travel, a lot of late nights, and let's just chalk that up to um, that. So we were one, one, and one. So we tied one, 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 and lost one. So, but the one that we did win was a two-zero win. It was very hard-fought game against good pitching, and we did let them score. So that's attributing, obviously, to our pitching and defense. So, um, but we didn't score as many runs or as many hits this this um, Saturday. And again, we didn't do the adjustments that we have been. So, we're gonna take today off and get back this week. Luckily, this is a light week. We only have a doubleheader on Tuesday and then a tournament on Saturday. So we have the ability to get back to practice. And that was the other thing that we kind of talked about. Not only are they probably tired, but we haven't had a chance to actually practice all week. Mm-hmm. Only game situations, right? So Monday was the only day they had practiced all week. So let's get back to those um, working on tweaking in those fundamentals on, on Monday and the rest of the week, we should be fine. Yeah. Nice. Well, congrats. Overall, good week. Thank you. Um, a couple of things that I caught, especially it's top of my mind right now with people, um, voting for the topic of the workshop, a bunch of asking how to implement this when your schedule is packed. So like, this is a perfect example. You only had one day of practice this week and sure you could have added that extra practice in there, but it was the right decision to take it off. And I think honestly that helped with the mental game because your focus is limited and there's mm-hmm. always other things taking your focus away anyway it's just regular life so you only have maybe this much for games and then when you're tired and trying to play all these games at once it takes away from it so i think that break actually worked into the mental game like yes we can always work on more fundamentals <laughs> like mm-hmm. yes there's always something physical we can work on but choosing to give their brains a break and bodies, mm-hmm. yeah. I think was huge for this week overall. I, I agree. So I how do you think, was... Go ahead. sorry, um, if you had to do this week over again, would you have changed anything? Not at all, not at all. And I think that um, Monday actually we had a pretty hard practice. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot of running. It was a, we had um, competition included into practice. We had a lot of focus on fundamentals, but we entered a drill that's a uh, competition drill um, where they're kind of competing against the clock. And um, they, it was we call it um, the hundred point game. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite ones because you have to you have to focus, you have to hustle, you have to really kind of work on performing when you're tired. Mm-hmm. So you break them up. We have three groups um, of like five or six or whatever it works out to be, and then. Um, uh, our coach is front tossing with a screen fairly close. So they have to, they have only one person gets one at bat. So the coach tosses, the kid hits it. Every base that they get is a point and every run they score is a point. So, um, but defense is supposed to play defense. So if they, oops, let the ball go by, then they, they get a point subtracted. So they still have to really work on defense. Mm-hmm. So what they've had to do as a team is kind of like a team thing too. They have to figure out how to be the most efficient. Mm. So we don't give them any directions. We just tell them that you have the very first time we did it, you have 20 minutes to score hundred points. 
And the first time we did it, they scored 104 points in 20 minutes. But you could see some of the things they worked through. Like, for example, they will yell, last hitter, when it's the last hitter, so they are more prepared to transition. They make sure that all of their equipment is lined up outside of, you know, right in front of the dugout so they can grab it quickly. Um, they to make sure the catcher's equipment, they're helping each other with the catcher so they can switch as well. And there's, there's no stoppage of the clock. So you could tell the very maybe the first five or six minutes they were on pace because we actually dropped it from 20 to 15, and they were on pace to at that point to hit 100 points. But as they're constantly running, there's hardly any break or any movement because it's quick. So once the ball is hit, the the fielders have to get it into the coach quickly so she can pitch because every time every second that you waste is one you know opportunity. So. By about halfway through, boy, they were dogging it. They were getting tired, but they were sprinting, and they kept trying. But that that's the example that we talk about in practice. So from the in-control and everything else we talked about, you're getting tired. That's when it's your hardest to focus, mm -hmm. and that's when you really need to practice on stepping that up. So that was our kind of theme of the week, right? And that was our one opportunity. So that came up on Saturday. Mm -hmm. That came up on Saturday after the second game. They, You know, they didn't play well. They were You could just see it in their faces. So we talked about that exact same thing. When you guys are tired is when you really have to step up the focus. Because even the bench wasn't calling out going on a steal or mm -hmm. something or talking like they normally do. So we had to bring that up again. So back to Monday, uh, at 15 minutes, they weren't even close. I mean, and, and we had decided there was two coaches that were keeping score, myself and my pitching coach. And we decided to extend it by two minutes because otherwise they would have had like 23 sprints in knowing the schedule we had the week ahead, yeah. that was not going to benefit them. Right. Right. And we had also cut off five whole minutes from the very first time they did it. So mm -hmm. we decided to extend it by, I think, two or two and a half minutes. And they ended up only with like eight or nine sprints. Mm -hmm. So that was much better for them. Um, but sometimes you have to keep – and they don't know that what they're scoring. That's the thing. They don't know the time and they don't know their score. Mm -hmm. So they didn't know that at the time. And I think you have to balance that sometimes. Yeah. So given that practice, I wouldn't change that for sure. Tuesday, Wednesday, there's not a whole lot you can do. It's actually a blessing. We probably got rained out because then we got home by 9.30 instead of like 10.30 or 11. Um, and then giving them that break on Thursday, um, I thought we all agreed was probably the best thing for them physically. Mm -hmm. I don't think I took into account at that moment, though, how important the mental break was. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to school, they're going to practice, they're traveling. And it's, you know, I understand that college does a lot more, but these kids don't know anything different, especially the younger ones, right? Mm -hmm. They've never done this before. I think just stepping away for that one day mentally was the best thing that we probably have done for them all year, actually. <laughs> and like I said, they came back so refreshed on Friday. They had an extra pep in their stuff. You could tell they were ready to play. And even though it was the day before a game, um, you know, this point in the season um, definitely did not affect their physical. But their their bodies um, for sure needed it. But the mental, I think, was even more important. Mm -hmm. I think the cool thing is, is because you've laid the groundwork for the mental side and you had already talked about focus, that day off doesn't mean you skipped a beat or you missed time. It kept right. flowing right into it. So though the practice was, what, five days prior, it still rang true Saturday. And so okay. all you had to do was mention it. You didn't have to be like, okay, guys, let's do another drill real quick to remind you. Like, no, they remember. <laughs> right, so exactly. Not like you have to structure the the worksheets and the talks and the drills every day but if you reiterate it and keep pointing out 
in games when it's happening and when it's working and when it's not. I think yeah. that's how you drag it through the whole week when you don't have much time. Exactly. And I think that was, that was intentionally placed. I think that, that, that lesson and everything, the practice planning, the, the hundred point game and all of that was intentionally placed because of the week that was coming up. Mm -hmm. So I think if you know that, that part of the planning is what the important part is. That's the how that you get that into a week that is so crazy. Mm -hmm. So even though you only may have one opportunity for the, for the lesson and for the worksheets and everything, if it's intentionally placed, I think that's, what's really important. Yeah. And, um, like you mentioned, you just kind of have to bring that up during, during the week. Plus, excuse me, you know, we're, I think what, seven or eight weeks in now. So mm -hmm. they should have that ability now because we've done it so often and we've practiced it all the time to translate those lessons from the practice into games. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I love that. Well, I'm excited. Uh, I will add the, which focus pages did you do this past week? In control. Yeah, yeah, sorry. In control is for focus. <laughs> yeah. Just the, oh, right. The first two pages. Got that. I will add those. Um, okay. What do you think you guys need going into next week? Um, I would probably still continue the in control part. Mm -hmm. Um, because we didn't finish number one, number two. From a softball standpoint, we are going to have tomorrow, I think, just fundamental day. Mm -hmm. I don't even think we're going to hit tomorrow. I think we're just going to go back to basic fundamentals because we had mentioned wanting to do that at the beginning of last week, but again, just didn't have mm -hmm. the practice. So we're going to go back, I think, to just basic fielding and throwing drills. Um, not even a lot of throwing, but I'd say more basic fielding throws, mm -hmm. communication drills. There was a few things like checking runners that didn't go so well yesterday. So, and what I tried to also go back to on say like a game on Tuesday uh, Wednesday and or Thursday when even though you're mercying a team there were a few little things that they did mm -hmm. that I told them they're not gonna they're not gonna show up on an 18 to 3 game you're not going to see it you're not if you oops and mess up it doesn't affect the game but on a one to nothing game or two nothing game those are glaring things that that happen so little base running mistakes um, little communication errors, little not checking the runner before you, you know, are supposed to. So, mm -hmm. um, I want to get back to that. Yeah. Not a whole lot of, um, in depth, but just a lot of fundamental stuff. So we're going to have a fundamental day. And I think probably what we'll do on Wednesday is maybe just hit, mm -hmm. maybe have not necessarily a day off, but a lighter side of practice, mm -hmm. um, more of the physical rest, um, just to keep them in that routine. Mm -hmm. So, um, the in control, I think, will still be a focus. This also gives us an opportunity this week to really get back to the notebooks and to those conversations and to the worksheets and things like that. But um, I still want to continue it just because we weren't able to to necessarily get to the point where I'm comfortable moving to the next subject, mm -hmm. but also incorporate the lessons learned from this past week. Yeah. I think what you definitely got through was the awareness piece of focus yeah. and in control. Right. Uh, catching yourself when you're losing it. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But then the next piece I think will be exciting to see them is that process of how to focus and right. shift between focuses because there are going to be more weeks like last week where you still got to pull it from somewhere and you got to give your brain, it's almost like time off within the game. <laughs> when's my, right. when's my like time focus out moment where I can just breathe. 
Right. And I know that coming up to, like, obviously there's always the school part involved, but coming up very quickly in the next couple of weeks, uh, seniors get out of school early, so they'll have to have their exam week earlier than everyone else. There's mm-hmm. graduation. Um, all of these other things, senior trip, senior breakfast, all these things for the seniors start to come up uh, in the next couple of weeks, and that becomes an emotional thing, right? Because this, oh, you can tell every senior I've ever coached has that moment somewhere during a season or a practice where they're like, oh, it's almost over. This is really the end. The, mm-hmm. Like the end is coming quickly. And 99 times out of 100, it makes them get to that next step where they really focus. They start speaking a little bit louder in huddles. I had a senior yesterday, for example, that really just kind of took over the huddle and said, look, we got to do that. It was great. I love the leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it takes that realization that this is my last home game or this is my last May practice, like May 1st practice, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting and it really usually takes them to that next level because there becomes a sense of urgency and they share that with the younger players. Mm-hmm. And as younger players themselves, they want to fight for the seniors. Yep. But, you know, there's a lot of other external distractions that are coming up soon mm-hmm. um, for everyone. So those are the other things we're going to have to manage. Um, and, you know, I think in the past we've done a fairly decent job of being able to manage those distractions. But sometimes it's 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 just it's part of the game. No matter what level you're coaching or what part, uh, usually uh, those external distractions are another factor, mm-hmm. you know, that you have to um, you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And that's a wrap. Be sure to grab your free Control the Controllables worksheet at mentalsweetspot.com forward slash episode 8. If you want to learn even more immediately actionable strategies for implementing the mental game, check out our free five-part workshop. We've all heard the phrase softball is 90% mental, but we don't spend nearly as much time teaching the mental side of the game. That's because most coaches honestly don't know how to cover all this info when their practice plan is already packed with the other things we need to cover. In our free workshop, we give you five actionable strategies to help you implement the mental game without losing time for practicing the physical skills. We'll discuss periodizing your calendar to have a specific mental focus during certain parts of the season, deliberate practice so you can get the most out of your limited time, tracking quality at bats so you can shift the language of what makes a good at bat, getting to know your girls so you can coach them effectively and efficiently, and using your time wisely with other time-saving strategies, including our online program. To access all five trainings and bonuses, head to mentalsweetspot.com forward slash workshop. We want you to know we appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope we spark some ideas for you to take back to your team. And if so, we'd love to hear them in our coaches mastermind. Our free community is full of passionate coaches just like you who seek to develop mentally tough players and want more tactics for implementing the mental game. Just head to Facebook and search Mental Sweet Spot to find the group. Hope to see you next week for two more episodes. Have a good one.